I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. I want you to think back uh, a few weeks, certainly maybe months now, to a conversation you and I had surrounding the story of a Navy captain, specifically Captain Brett Crozier, formerly the commanding officer of the aircraft carrier USS Theodore Roosevelt. Do you remember the story? Yeah, it goes like this. Aboard that aircraft carrier... Some members uh, of that crew became uh, infected with the coronavirus, and it spread pretty rampantly. And Captain Crozier became alarmed, concerned. And whatever happened, he uh, was led to, or he decided to, uh, write a letter. Uh, voicing his concerns, voicing some of the frustrations he felt uh, with the, the Navy, with his superiors, and he transmitted that letter in a fashion that ultimately resulted in its dissemination publicly. It was leaked. And he spoke in very critical terms about the chain of command above him and about the reaction and the support that he felt that he was or wasn't receiving, and it was not a good day for the Navy didn't look good. And so in response to that, the then Secretary of the Navy responded by removing Captain Crozier from his uh, position of command. He also, and now this is, this is just out there, he traveled all the way to Guam where he boarded this he boarded the ship, he boarded the carrier, <clears throat> and he spoke to the entire crew, which had previously been under the command of Captain Crozier, a crew which very much supported Captain Crozier, and he uh, let them know that he was either uh, naive or ignorant or incompetent, and for that matter, he's got to go, and they sp he spoke, again, the civilian secretary, uh, in very unflattering terms of the commander of that ship. Now, uh, the, so the secretary's gone. Uh, since then, he resigned. Uh, Captain Crozier uh, has been re relieved of command. But then, after that, that kind of set in motion an investigation as to whether or not the dismissal and the relief of command uh, by uh, Captain Brett Crozier, if that was warranted, if his behavior, in fact, did warrant his dismissal. It was then the understanding, uh, after uh, some of the initial talking and uh, investigation, that uh, Captain Crozier would, in fact, uh, be able to regain command of, if not the USS Theodore Roosevelt, uh, but some other ship. 
That investigation continued, and on Friday last, it was announced by U.S. Chief of Naval Operations Admiral Michael Gilday that Captain Brett Frazier would not be reinstated as the commander of the USS Theodore Roosevelt. Like I said, he'd been previously relieved of that position after that letter he sent became public. Here is Admiral Gilday sharing the results of the investigation into Captain Crozier and why it changed his mind. While I previously believed that Captain Crozier should be reinstated following his relief in April after conducting an initial investigation, the much broader, deeper investigation that we conducted in the weeks following that had a much deeper scope. And it is my belief that both Admiral Baker and Captain Crozier fell well short of what we expect of those in command. Had I known then what I know today, I would have not made that recommendation to reinstate Captain Crozier. Moreover, if Captain Crozier were still in command today, I would be relieving him. That is a bold and strong position to take. Uh, now, just rewinding the tapes just a little bit, let me share with you what my thoughts were at the time. Thoughts that I discussed here on these airwaves with uh, retired Airman Chris Stewart, Congressman Chris Stewart, he supported this attitude, which was this, that by sending that initial letter, that initial email, which contained uh, so much information about the state of readiness of the Theodore Roosevelt, the state of readiness of the, <clears throat> the, the members of the Navy who were on board and serving aboard that ship, to do so revealed a strategic disadvantage on the part of uh, the U.S. military at large, and specifically the Navy, and very specifically uh, the effectiveness of that aircraft carrier. And to act in a way that demonstrates or reveals or signals to our would-be adversaries across the world that we are crippled significantly in some fashion, that is in itself sufficient grounds for removal. So at the time, I was cool, and still am, with the dismissal and the relief of duty of this Captain Crozier. Now, what we are learning today is that uh, not only was that maybe some sound rationale, but in addition, that there was much done, or rather not done, by Captain Captain Crozier to either mitigate the spread of this, to alert via the proper chain of command and the proper channels <clears throat> what was exactly happening on the ship and with the crew he was commanding. An investigation has been carried out. Chief of Naval Operations, the man from whom you just heard, uh, he says that, hey, this is, this is pretty serious stuff. So forget all that about the email and the letter and stuff like that. That, uh, right now, almost incidental. The stuff that has been uncovered in this investigation is so egregious that not only was uh, his removal at the time warranted, <clears throat> but now it is warranted that he uh, should be barred from any future command. On Friday, Admiral Gilday continued and said Captain Crozier did not fulfill his primary obligation. Captain Crozier's primary responsibility was the safety and the well-being of the crew so that the ship could remain as operationally ready as possible. In reviewing both Admiral Baker and Captain Crozier's actions, they did not do enough soon enough to, to, to fulfill their primary obligation, and they did not effectively carry out our guidelines to prevent spread of the virus. The Admiral continued sharing that Captain Crozier put his crew at risk through his choices. Captain Crozier exercised questionable judgment 
when he released sailors from from quarantine on the ship, which put his crew at higher risk and may have increased the spread of the virus aboard the Theodore Roosevelt. The admirable went on to say that the behavior or the actions taken by Captain Crozier were merely reactionary. Ultimately, they were driven by the problem instead of driving decisions. And that the captain did not properly prioritize those problems. In a number of instances, they placed crew comfort in front of crew safety. Ultimately, this investigation and the admirable, uh, as I as the admiral, admiral rather, uh, the U.S. Chief of Naval Operations stated and concluded through this investigation that the email sent by Captain Crozier did not need to be sent. In the end, the email and the letters sent by Captain Crozier were unnecessary. Actions were already underway to acquire CDC-compliant off-base hotel rooms for the crew before he sent that email. So, there you have it. Some missteps, some poor judgment, some poorly placed priorities have led a number of individuals to see the end of their career. And that's what that means, too. The, the, the results of this investigation and the conclusion which was drawn by Admiral, Gil, Admiral Gilday here is that not only will Captain Crozier no longer uh, return to a command position, but that essentially uh, that is the end of his military career. You got to be careful and do things by the book in the military, and I feel okay saying that. Uh, my my sister is uh, in the army herself; she's been there a good long time. My father as well. Grandfather served a full career in the Air Force. I one of my great regrets in life is that I haven't and didn't when I was younger uh, sign up to serve in the military in some branch. Uh, but that's not to say that I don't have a great admiration, and I try to stay as close to and supportive of uh, the military as I can. Uh, and I invite you to do. Exactly the same. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to move from the Navy to Tulsa. There was a rally there over the weekend, you know. How'd it go? I'll share with you my thoughts next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.